It is Thanksgiving week, and we are talking about T.I. getting dragged all over social media about his daughter and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. I'm Dario Christian, and joining me today is Courtney Stewart. Hello, everybody. And we have a very special guest today, Yay. actress Lauren Lolo Spencer in the Hello. house. Y'all don't welcome, know, but she welcome. came in with the pink pumps. We can't, <laughs> know, we can't show her, but her shoe game was on fire today. Yes, yes, she came with the hot you. pink fire pump. Yes, so thank you. And I'm, you feeling know, that, I'm feeling that the hair matches the BHL you know, logo I mic know, color. Look at me. You know, look I got. This is what he does. <laughs> a, he, he makes it all divine. All divine timing. Yes, it is. Well, you have been doing some exciting things. I mean, you've been featured in a lot of places. CNN, all over Hollywood Reporter, and these yes. other publications yes. and outlets and yes. social media. So we're going to talk about all that and your project. But okay. first, we're going to get into these hot topics. All right, let's do hot, it. Hot topics, hot topics. First up, speaking of hot, Jordan Sparks is sparking up the internet and the social media waves everywhere this week because apparently we are still in our feelings about whether or not your man can have female friends. So there was a post that her husband posted of Mm -hmm. him and his bestie. She is a super cute white girl and they were out to dinner. (laughs) And in the picture, she has her arm around you. (laughs) I'm a mess. I love that you threw that part in there because that makes it I mean, she was really cute and she was clearly super excited to see her bestie as well. So they were at some kind of dinner restaurant, whatever, and the the friend had her arm around Jordan Sparks' husband's neck mm-hmm. and he put, you know, he posts a picture. They're smiling, looking like they're having the time of their lives and in his picture, like his caption, it said the following, quote, oh not very many people can, one, get me out the house past 1030, two, get me to smile this big, and three, have me talking about high school. Shout out to a real one. And then Jordan commented and was like, oh, you know, I love you both. She's such a treasure. Like, they're so excited. But everybody, like, clearly Jordan seems to be fine with this. And everybody else isn't. Because the comments went ham talking about (laughs) it is inappropriate. His quote was inappropriate about his friend. And why is he got sure? Why is her arm all around him after hours like that, period? Like, you should never post that. That's disrespectful to your wife. Blah 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 blah. They probably slept together at some point. Like the, like Yikes. the comments were all over they went the place. In. They yeah, really, the really, really, really went in. The assumptions. So in the end, is it disrespectful to your mate to be posting stuff like that on social media? Uh you know, I personally don't think so. I am I have many male friends. Some are married, some aren't. And as long as the relationship between you and that person is respectful, then I personally don't think that that's that much of an issue. And I've dated guys who've had female best friends as well, and I was never bothered by it because Mm -hmm. if that's something he wanted to do, he would have been with them. I mean, if they've had time since high school Mm -hmm. to have made something like this be possible as far as a relationship beyond a friendship, then it would have happened already. So... I mean, I personally don't think it's that much of an issue. People got too many insecurities, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, you just, I can just see you just waiting no, for my I, answer. I, 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 
I don't think it's a big deal at all. I, I agree with you in the sense of like, if you got an insecurity and you are portraying an insecurity on your person, then that's yeah. on you. Because if you're going to, the way I see it is, whether you got a best friend of the opposite sex or you go out to a bar by yourself, if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. Right. You know what I mean? So it does not Period. matter if you're on lockdown where you can't hang out with this best friend who's a, the same sex I, or opposite sex. I have lots of female friends who are like homies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had, you know, my, my ex did have a problem with one particular friend because we were so close. Like we just were super close and she felt sometimes that, wow, like th- there's things that she knows about you that I don't, which I understand that. But on the flip side, we had grown up together, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. as long as you don't, as long as you still give the support and love to the person that you're with, I don't think it is a big deal to have an opposite sex person. I, I wouldn't care. Okay, my question, go. my follow-ups uh-huh. <laughs> are as follows. <laughs> Do you have that same opinion with it being a childhood bestie versus somebody that you've recently met in adulthood? Like a work person, somebody at work that you may have met that you really bonded with and great friends. Does that change your um, attitude about it? Oh, great follow-up That's question because I didn't even think about that. I mean... Obviously, you can't compete with the past. The, For sure. If you have a history with somebody, that's you're just going to have to accept it um, to a degree. Now, we have to talk about how new. New friends, honey. How new, new friends. Is yeah, new. how new is new. I mean, like, new, how new is new. I mean, new could be like, okay, say, for instance, like, you've been with this person, and when you met them, they had this friend at work. It's now been years. Like, they've been working together for years, so they mm-hmm. do know them for an extended period of time, but it's still... An adult friend that you met at work and his friends because y'all happen to work together. Hmm. Because mm. I feel like childhood friends is one thing. Right, but right. New friends. New friends and new adult friends. Like that, I mean, that, I'm not going to lie. I consider myself <laughs> I a pretty confident person. <laughs> but if they're a new friend and I feel like they're giving, they're fulfilling something that I'm not fulfilling with who I'm with, then I'm going to probably have a little bit of a problem with it, but I'm going to keep my eye on it. I may not come in crazy at the beginning like, right. hey, mm-hmm. no, you got to shut this down. I might just kind of check it out and see how it... You're going to ride it out. See, yeah. see, yeah, I'm going to ride I, it out for a second before I, I show the card. You know I, what I'm saying? I was going to say, I probably would agree with you on that because for me, I would need a little bit more context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about this new friendship that is so special to where... It has to be, like, either this close or whatever the case is. I I would just need, like, like because if they met, like, during a traumatic time in right. my partner's life that I, that I wasn't aware of or wasn't around at that time, then it's like, okay, I could see how somebody would naturally bond. But if it's like, y'all just kick it at work right. and you just want to have drinks every night and there really isn't, like, a deep context right. as to your bond as a friend, then I will probably be a little bit more skeptical, but I'm always play it cute first and then see, you know, what the deal is. <laughs> well, and that's a, to, to yeah. follow up on that, that was going to be one of my things always. I said. Yeah, I, always. I, I say is that how often are they hanging out? If they go in to grab, you know, drinks once a week yeah. on a Wednesday night happy hour, okay, yeah. fine. If they go into lunch every day and grabbing drinks 
right. several times during the week. Right. And you we, calling them after work hours? And you call them after work? We, 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 we will have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. We will. Yeah. We will have a conversation. Now, no both of you guys said you have, obviously, friends of the opposite sex or what mm-hmm. have you. Or it could be same sex if you're same sex, whatever. Yeah. Um, does your behavior change when those friends end up in relationships? Like, because at some point you are, like, you're, maybe you're all single and everything's fun, but when that person is in a relationship, do you change your behavior at all? Or are you more conscious of it at all? Um, I would probably say maybe certain things I'm a little bit more conscious and aware of just because of the optics of it. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like I I have homies that I'll call at like 11 o'clock at night like, yo, you want to go grab some food? Like, I'm hungry. And then yeah. be like, let's go grab food. But like if he's in a relationship with somebody, she may be there, she may not or whatever the case is. So it's like I'm not going to be calling you at, at 11 o'clock at night. And, all, and I'm always the one that's like inclusive, like, yo, bring your girl. Like, mm-hmm. let's all go hang right. out if you want or whatever the case is. But then that's sometimes a little tricky because it's like you want your friend as your friend and yeah. sometimes you don't want it to feel like every time you hang out with that person, that person has to yeah, 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 like yeah, that yeah. person has to come. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like, yo, like what if he wants to talk to me about something that they're going through that he's not exactly comfortable talking to her yeah. about yet and wants yeah. some advice. Like, yeah. but if she's always there, then it's like, what you going to do? Like, right, right, you know what true. I mean? Like, it's you true. can't even be the friend you want to be. Well, it's tough because you're asking the question in reference to do you change or, do, or what, do I change? I mean, here's the thing. I think certain people bring out certain things in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you and I hang out, mm-hmm. you know, you bring out certain things out of me as my friend. Why are you making that face? <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, like, okay, so my my close friend who my ex had a problem with, we love horror movies. My ex hates horror movies. So when it was, when we were over and Netflix is playing a horror movie, we're going to watch three and we're drinking our wine and laughing and watching it. That's, she's bringing that out of me. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because that's just a common interest we have. Does that mean I'm going to go sleep with her? No. But you know what I mean? Like, I definitely and probably... If I was looking at myself in a, a, a hourglass, I probably do have diff- different things that come out that don't didn't come out with my ex, and she probably noticed it, mm-hmm. but it's not mm. on purpose. Right. Fair enough. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think you that's know. fair. Every situation's but, different. You know. <laughs> what's your opinion? Yeah, what's your opinion? Yeah, what's your opinion? Uh, okay. You're asking all the questions. Right. Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, I'm the worst, whatever. Like, I, my best friend in the whole wide world is an ex-boyfriend. Like, and, Okay. But we've also been best friends since we were 14 years old. So, uh, like, Is this the that's... best friend that I know? Uh, No. I don't oh. think so. No, because oh. he was not, in New York. No, I don't not know. Who, okay, no. okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm like, wait, I don't put your business up on the social media and the show. I'm just saying. No, but I'm very aware. Like, there's definitely like, but I also understand that that weird some people out, and there yeah. have been, and obviously I've been in multiple relationships since we dated and we're friends, yeah. and there was some that didn't care one way or the other, and it was clear that we were just friends or whatever. There's some that were more sensitive about it, so yeah. I had to shift my behavior a little bit to make right. the other person because I cared about the person I was with like I'll make right. you feel comfortable that's still going to be my friend of course but I will do things to make you feel a little bit more comfortable and the right. same thing goes the other way I have guy friends that once they're in relationships I make it real clear to the girlfriend when they're around yeah. like there ain't nothing here sis like, right. and so my behavior does shift and how sure. yeah. how affectionate I might be or when I'm hugging like make sure when I hug him if he comes in the room I'm hugging her too like right. it's right. not about like exactly. small things that you have exactly. to I think it's just respectful but yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's tough but it's some jealous people that would go crazy and, if you got a friend like okay. that. Oh, I was going to say, and sometimes, though, you 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 do, 
I hate those kind of situations, or I dislike. I, I hate. I, okay, I just said it again. I dislike <laughs> um, those situations where it's like your your man, your partner will say like this girl is just a friend, just a friend, just a friend, but then that friend does too much. Mm-hmm. And right, then right, right. It, it starts to almost mess with your head because it's like, because I'm not really a fan of those girls that be like, best friend, best friend, you're my best friend. Yeah. And they say it in that tone that's like, girlfriend, are you flirting? Right, right, Are you right. trying she's it? She's trying to she's assert, on assert the her position. Yeah. She's right. trying to assert her friendship position. Exactly, okay. exactly. And it's you. just like, we don't need to do all that. Yeah, it's tough. That's okay. extra. Well, but I, I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, honestly, looking at that picture, to me, it looked fairly innocent, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. It looked like homies, you know what yeah. I mean? And plus, my thing is, too, if he's posting... When he's not posting about the friendship is when you then need to work. Right. He's posting like, hey, this is my, my G right here. Yeah. Right. Homies, we out, sure. you know, in the right. streets, but For we sure. having fun, you know? So yeah. it's like, I don't know. That's what it is, kids. Keep right. it right. Jordan don't have a problem with it. Jordan's so. fine. Right. Jordan's fine with and it. And Jordan might have some it. male friends that he's comfortable and cool with, too. Like, we don't know what their situation exactly. is. Exactly. So. Yeah. In the end, y'all in them comments on Instagram, y'all need to calm down. Because right. y'all be going real wild. Relax. Relax. All right. All right, moving on to next topic of the day. Miss Lena Waith was uh, out in doing the streets. She's doing her press tour for Queen and Slim, which we were just talking about. It'll I got to see it. Be out this Phenomenal weekend. Film. Make sure y'all check it out. She's she saw seen it, it twice. twice. Yes, I've seen it twice before it and came she, out. She's <laughs> co-signing it twice. <laughs> so that good. is that good. So make sure you check it out. But nonetheless, um, while she was out, she was doing an interview, and she spoke about code switching and how basically she's, done. She won't do it anymore. No Mm. matter what room she walks in, she is not code switching. She's just going to be herself in the fullness of her blackness. And that also means in her language. And she said the following quote. I was just like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And it sort of changed things for me. I no longer feel like I have to amend to their culture anymore. My culture is just as worthy as theirs. I do that on the page in the film as well. I wanted a movie that was one where we didn't appeal to a broader audience. Mm -hmm. I really wanted it to appeal to us and if white people wanted to come and listen in, they could. And she said that her reaction that she's gotten from choosing to do this has been mostly uh, white people being when it's obviously non-black people that are like, whatever. They are actually excited and feel privileged to be brought in. It's almost like they feel like they're being brought in on the inside of something that they want. Learning the culture from it. From the inside in. So, but she she specifically said, like, they felt like they're hearing her native tongue, which I kind of took a weird, uh, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, it was interesting that mostly she's had positive reaction and she felt that brought her a different kind of ownership of herself and brought her more power in the room. What y'all think? Do y'all still code switch? I mean... There's definitely kind of being on the journey that I am in right now. There has been a couple of times where I'll be ready to like leave a comment or something on somebody's picture or want to leave my own caption on my own brand and think twice. Um, Just being honest, you know, just guilty of it, of thinking like, ooh, if I say it like this, Mm. if I, you know, because I'm. I don't know if we can curse or not yeah. on this show. Girl, you, you can say whatever you, you, you can want. Say, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, because every once in a while I want to drop a nigga under a comment or in my caption, just be like, oh, out, you know, whatever. But then I'll think twice and I'm like, ooh, our brand's gonna gonna think some type yeah, of way. Yeah, is this gonna you. mess up the brand or the image or whatever the case is? But I've built everything that I've done on being authentically me. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that I have to catch and remember. Like, okay, I'm just gonna say what I want because. 
right now, thankfully, in 2019 and in this era, people are fiending for authenticity because social media has created the narrative that everything on there is fake. So people want to get the real. They want to see people be them. They want to see them fail. They want to see them win. And they want to be with people on their journey to wherever that success may lead them to be. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And find areas about their favorite person that they can relate to. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of thinking twice um, about code switching, even sometimes in certain meetings, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you can't go off, but I think in the same breath, naturally like how you are around your family isn't necessarily how you're going to be at work that's true either so it doesn't (laughs) have to be code switching with regards to race relations but it's just a matter of just i guess being mindful of where you're at but if she's feeling that way then that gives me more courage to be the same way no matter what especially on this journey yeah i i mean i find it really interesting because it's it's a it's hard because it's like we've been so trained to do it all of our lives. Exactly. To, you know what I mean? Like it's just a natural thing. I remember my parents always saying, "Well, now you know when you go in that room for that job interview, exactly. you gotta keep that yeah lingo different." You right. know. And so it's just been in my brain for so long that it, it, I have an example. I was, I'm doing a show on CBS called This Is LA, and it's a lifestyle show, and I'm one of the only. I'm the only man of color on the show, okay? <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Great show, great cast. It is a great show. And my guys. producer, Robert Parks Balada, <clears throat> unbelievable dude, and and I had done a couple episodes of the show. And he all he tells everybody, he's like, just have fun, be yourself, have fun, be yourself. And I was like, okay, Rob, you saying be myself. Right. But like, be myself <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, you there's know. certain word choices right. that I would use, you know. Right. If I'm at my, if I'm at home with myself or my right, friends, you know? right, right, exactly. And so he's like, all I can tell you is be authentic, you. And ever since then, he was like, I want. He's like, I want that. He, you know, he was like, I mean, obviously you can't like curse and things. Right, like right, that, right. He's you like, be you, yeah. and and the rest will follow. And ever since he did that, like, I, it was like a freeing thing. It was like I felt, I felt the most authentic that I've ever been on doing uh, like hosting the show. Yeah, because yeah, I was absolutely. able to really outside of Black I Would Lie, but like I right. would because that is a different arena because it's the majority. Our, most of our viewers are white women, you yeah. know. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, how black can I be? And I, yeah. hate, I hate saying that. Yeah, but it's like, no, no, how no, black fair. can I it's be? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, you want me to be black? How black? Because <laughs> y'all be asking for black. You know what I'm saying? Really are you really right. ready for some black? Is you really exactly. ready? Are you really ready? Right. I mean, right. I, I think that this is a time where now. Probably, uh, like Lena's saying, that I love that she is her authentic self, and I think that it is more accepted now than it ever w- would have been. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think there's still a fine line oh, with sure. certain mm-hmm. rooms. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Because there's still, she, I feel like like our generation is a younger generation, but the older generation who are executives may not feel that same way. Right. You know, Agreed they may enough. still judge a, a certain things. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I, it's like, and she's in a position now where she can do that. But if you are a new person in mm-hmm. the game, I don't know if you can fully, t- maybe you can. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I hope that you can and hopefully that will always be the case. But if you are new, I wonder if you're judged on different standards when, when you are, maybe your first project. Yeah. You right. Know I mean? Versus I'm your sure 20th. it's with some, like everybody's getting a, you're going to get some pushback from some places somewhere. It's just a matter of you deciding that it doesn't matter. And obviously mm-hmm. like, I'm not on Lena Waits' level. I was but, just going to say that. Go ahead. But in terms of like, even, because I've noticed, and maybe it's just with age and the sort of renaissance that we are having creatively, like mm-hmm. even my last short film that I did, I was hired, came on this film as a producer. They had raised some money, needed me to help them figure out how to spend it, whatever. It was all white women, yeah. young white women. And I was just, 
like I'm not whatever. Normally I try to like, you know, yeah. soften things up for them yeah. or when yeah, somebody yeah. goes sideways and then you have the whole like balancing of making sure you're not perceived too like angry and aggressive or whatever because right. you're an authoritative figure in this position, whatever. And this last time I was just, I was in the room and uh, like Lena, I kind of just, whatever, this is what I, this yeah. is what y'all need. This is what the, the, the and that's, and I, I just love was able to feel comfortable doing me completely and I don't know if that is just just in the ether because that's just a space that we're in and that's not to say that we weren't our best selves before but it's like obviously like a time where we feel like you know what if you don't like it you ain't gotta deal with it it, period period and I was I was kind of both to your point is like I think I I don't know people who are like new to the game how much they can get away with being that authentic person like off top because that's the other part that's of other it part, too yeah. is even thinking like you you say well I'm not at lean away status yet so maybe I can't be myself yet right. or no. you know I haven't achieved X Y and Z yet so I you know let me still keep it keep it cute right. and, and keep it you know respectful <laughs> or whatever true. the case right, right. is too but um but yeah but I mean I'm just thinking like because I don't know have you guys seen any like press of her talking about how the studios gave her final cut oh, yeah. oh, oh how yeah. she demanded oh, yeah. like, that yeah. was all she the only way she's gonna do it people, yeah. Yeah. like no, no. all of that thing so it's like when you when you have somebody really advocating for their authentic black selves in that way, I think that's a great start to start trickling it down to where we don't have to, especially as creatives, almost live in fear to tell the stories we want to tell and the way that we want to tell them in the way that we know is intended for the people we want to watch. Absolutely. And if anybody else wants to come in, great. But if you don't, I'm not tripping off you either. Right. And we definitely, I mean, we definitely are starting to see it. Even when I watch commercials now, I'm seeing more authentic black people that yeah. I can relate to on commercials versus your cookie cutter, you know, yeah. whatever from back in the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? And obviously, once again, we come in so many different flavors. There's not just one type of black person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Your blackness is different from your blackness yes. is different from my blackness. Exactly. You know and my blackness exactly. isn't, like, I don't have to make it palatable for white. Exactly. Whites just exactly. because, exactly. because yeah. they're the majority or right. whatever right. anymore. And I feel right. like that is kind of invading all spaces at this point. And right. I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Well, thank you, Lena, because that's going to awesome inspire time. a lot more I mean, people. And that's it's a great time to be black. It's a great time to be black. It is so great. <laughs> so great. It's always great, but this is this one is extra time. great right now. Because black folks really just go <laughs> right. Right. It's it's like Rick James. You should have never gave you niggas money. It's going to be one of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're gonna be like, but dang, you are padding our pockets because y'all, right, exactly. y'all be buying stuff, don't you? Exactly. Right. It's like, shut up. Thank exactly. you. Right, thank you. Right, right. And see. All right, well, we're gonna move on to our ERO Web Story Spotlight of the Week. BHL exclusive. Ew. Oh, we got some new music for it. I, I like, like that. It I think that was my voice, actually. It like <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the that sound was, That was my voiceover. <laughs> All right, but hey, that's why it's good to be black right now, right? There we go. <laughs> got I got many jobs. I got many jobs. Voiceover, too. Uh, <laughs> T.I., We've been talking about T.I. for weeks, and apparently we all can't get enough of T.I. Let me go get my dry grapes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my grapes, too. So T.I., you know, as we know, a couple weeks ago, he was all over the the media because of his uh, viewpoint of how he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter and Mm -hmm. his, his... 
explanation of why he goes, and a lot of people had a problem with it. I mean, yeah. people have been talking about it for weeks. Well, this week, he went on to Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett and her mom to address everything, and he brought on Tiny as well. And I, I don't know if you guys watched it. It's going to be a two-part. They started yeah. the first I, part. I, yeah, I saw, I saw the first, the first part. part. First yeah. part, and then they're doing a two-part. So, um, you know, a lot of people they had even shown on there who've made comments like uh, t- um, Tarana Burke, uh, yeah. for mm-hmm. Me Too, started Me Too movement. She had things to say. And I, I really actually appreciate what she was saying and how she was explaining it because she was saying there's a difference between control and educating your daughter is right. basically the gist of it. For but sure. after, with all that said, they were sitting around the table and Jada and her mom really went in. They were very honest about things. And I appreciate what T.I. was saying. I think that he came from a genuine place of basically saying that, listen, he didn't know. He said half, first off, he was joking a little bit about yes, he was exaggerating, exaggerating right, right. what he was saying in reference to going to the doctor with his daughter. Um, he said that he does not control his daughter. He has a love for his daughter, but does not control her. He said there's also misinformation out there. He said he's not sitting in the examining room with his daughter. Yeah, which uh, I assumed... Nobody thought yeah. that. But I don't yes. know. Social media was like questioning. Like some people were kind of questioning <laughs> no, people that. People were questioning the like signing of the paperwork that right. allows the doctor to share information with her. Because like if right. he's being asked in the same room with the daughter, like girl, you gonna sign this? Like yeah, oh, yeah. that's your daddy. You ain't gonna say. I wouldn't say no to my daddy. Right. 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 Like, well, so. I say no to my daddy. But that's okay. <laughs> well, and, and he, you know, he apologized and he did say that he can understand how women would feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I. I believe the brother, actually. I mean, okay. sometimes you have to you have to be checked in order to think of a different narrative mm-hmm. for a situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I still I still stand by and say I think his intentions were good. Mm-hmm. If I had a daughter, I may I, I'm, I may want to do something similar. Now I know I would never do that because <laughs> I will get dragged everywhere in life. Yeah, but. I, I can appreciate the fact that at least he wasn't like defensive and was like, listen, because Jada was going in. Jada was like, let's just. Right, right. You know, and and he was like, no, I get it. You know, I get it. And he he said a lot of it was false narrative anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know if Courtney believes that because Courtney's (laughs) making that side eye. I was like, I'll let Courtney start. I wanted to start with you, Lola, but then that side (laughs) eye caught my attention. Go ahead. Let the side eye talk. Look, y'all, I love T.I. have loved T.I. forever. Like, whatever. I know T.I. T.I. is my people. Like, in terms of, like, his attitude, like, I know where he's coming from. I get it. Mm -hmm. And when he said, oh, it was like, I was joking. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's the exaggeration. The same exaggeration. Like, my dad would be like, would it, if somebody's like, oh, what are you going to do when your daughter starts dating? I'm going to have a shotgun. Like, of right, course right, he's not right, going right, to have a shotgun. Right. So I get that that sort of, the sort of energy that was behind what he was yeah. saying. However, <laughs> in this interview... <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my, let me get my, like, let me get my like, raisins. Let me see if she picked up like, on some stuff. I, I mean, he, he was talking about how he know nothing about patriarchy and like, what's that? Like, what you mean? Like, how's that? Like, and it just, I kind of, I don't know, because T.I. is a very vocal person in our community Absolutely. and especially in our like sort of thought life and intellectualizing things that are happening in our community. And the right. idea that he is like completely absent of an understanding of patriarchy as it operates right. in our culture okay, is, right, right. Either it comes to me as a little bit possibly false or if it's not false then it also is very disturbing that you have placed yourself in a position to be speaking on issues on a regular basis and something as simple as the construct of patriarchy even if you don't understand every level of it and how it's like permeating through culture like like he came across trying to seem like and maybe I misunderstood what he was saying because they obviously edit and you know whatever Right. but he really seemed like oh I I mean patriarchy how does that even apply in this and it just was kind of disturbing and it's also disturbing that he seemed 
more con- like everybody can raise their kids however you want because I can't tell you how to raise your children. Right. But the idea that you needed to be told that this is a private issue is also disturbing and unnerving. You mean because he went on the radio? Because he was speaking about about, speaking about it period publicly was not acceptable. Like it just was beyond not acceptable. And I and I I don't understand how you need to be told that. So that makes me look at you sideways again. Like really you needed to be told that? Maybe you needed to be told why it was a problem what you were doing. But speaking about it publicly, like I can't I I don't understand how you didn't get that. I'm not defending it, but I still think it goes back to his him saying that he was joke you know, like sometimes you can joke and it was a bad joke. And it was a bad, uh, um, he should not have said it. Okay? <laughs> I'm not saying he should have said it, but sometimes you're just talking and you say yeah, stuff. Yeah, he might have been just, just comfortable. He, just he just like, comfortable you know, and wanted to run off of it. But I also, like, it's just really kind of, because I want to give him a pass because I love T.I. And T.I., yeah. to me, I think he's a lovable guy and yeah. he's a, an energy I'm familiar with. So I want to be like, oh, you didn't mean it. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like, uh-uh. No, yeah, because there's still so much that's problematic around that, and they didn't even get to be in. And I feel like I know you were saying Jada went in. I don't feel like Jada went in at all. I was gonna say the same really? exact thing. Not at I don't all. think she went in at all. Not at all. I felt like she honest. was really trying to let him understand because no. she was saying, giving the example of like she said she wants to raise Willow. She told Will that he just needs to be, you know, protect her. Of but, course. But yeah. as far as like her teaching, but that wasn't. She wanted to that's be, not going in. That's like I under. She was very understanding of where he came from, and right. I appreciated that. So. She she was giving him a safe space to like we're right. not here to attack you but right. we're right. having a conversation but I Which don't I really think she, she didn't really ask him very much at all most of yeah. her was like me sitting at the table like bro what you talking about you don't know about Patriot what like that yeah. was right. sort of her right. attitude she wasn't really coming and grabbing and pulling and again that could have been the editing it's only a 22 Two minute minutes. episode yeah, 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 absolutely. what have you so who knows but nonetheless yeah. I just don't I feel like we're quick to give it an easy pass and there's so much conversation about like oh well he's being a protective father like we need to be on that and at least he's there because so many fathers are not there and I'm like it's again giving a pass for doing what you're supposed to do you're supposed to be there yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be helping take care of your kids so just because you screw up in doing that doesn't doesn't mean we give you a pass because at least you were there. No, like let's have a legit conversation and a real evaluation of why this is problematic and why there's problems with shame and sex and all of that mm-hmm. and why what you did feeds that and it also feeds the narrative because you clearly are contradictory about because the conversation about the son we yeah. only right. touched on that briefly yeah for like two seconds and, and his response yeah. was literally if my daughter gets pregnant that changes my household immediately if my son gets somebody else pregnant I mean it changes but it's not like immediately in my household yeah why does that exist right. in this culture because that's not acceptable. It should change your household immediately if your son impregnates somebody else because he should be equally as responsible for that child as she is. Granted, the child lives in another house but that doesn't mean it shouldn't shift everything for everybody and that's a problem and we're not actually talking about that. I mean, yeah. it definitely should shift, I'm not going to lie, but there is still a I can understand what he's saying. Uh, we it, all can. We can just like a lot of us can it's understand. True. It's true that because of a, wom- a woman, if a woman gets pregnant, she you know she but, has. But the baby. not to be harsh, like a lot of people say the same thing about like rape. They're saying like, oh, well, you know, not to go out doing this. You didn't right. watch your drink. You didn't. Right. You're putting the onus right. on the other person, and that shouldn't be getting that. We are not holding the other party that should be held responsible responsible. Right. And yeah. I'm both a woman, parties should definitely be held responsible. Right. One hundred percent. So I just I don't know. I feel like we're quickly trying to be like, oh, we love T.I. He didn't mean it. It was kind of like, eh. And I just, I don't know. I don't think that's gonna... This is a time where we could actually be addressing some serious issues around young women and sex and dealing with young guys and why young guys still think 
boys will be boys is okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And if we really about this, like, Me Too life and trying to shift some narratives, like, this is a moment I that really you. could yeah. go somewhere. I can respect that. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely watched the interview, too. I think I would have liked to see Jada maybe go in a little bit more, but it's sometimes like if you're interviewing your own friend, yeah, you and you and you understand that person just naturally who they are, like you may not even realize that you didn't go in as much as you probably could have if this was a complete stranger. Um, on the flip side, though, I would say that I wish the conversation would shift from more so being like male versus female to more so just about sex education, period. Sure, um. Because I think it is completely unfair that, you know, I I get it from the perspective, like, dads don't want, you know, their daughters being, as he said, on the defiled Defiled and disrespected. Number one rule that was in my household for the dad is to keep my sister off the pole. Keep your daughter (laughs) off the pole. Number one rule. Right, but but where's the education to the young boy to say this is how you treat women? No, that's true. That's fair. So that's experience that. Exactly. And then also just as a young woman, just the education of what sex is like. You are a sexual being just like anybody else on this earth and how to be safe when you are in those spaces. How to detect, okay, this person may not be right for you or this person isn't because he even made the statement because Jada asked, you know, um, so what if she started talking to a guy or whatever and he said, I immediately teach her like, he's not for you, he doesn't like you, da da da. But then it's like, well, what if that young man did like his daughter and genuinely liked her and he wasn't going to disrespect her? But now she has the narrative that, well, I'm not talking for her, but assuming that that narrative would teach her that literally all men is... Right. Yeah, and shit. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and it's just right. like, how do you find love in a space like that? Because after a while, you're just going to give up. That's true. And then you're just going to be like, well, you know what? I just want to do it because, damn it, I'm tired of waiting. Right, and right. And then it, then that turns left because you're not educated correctly. Actually, Sham Booty, she's a um, YouTuber, and uh, I can't, I don't want to, like, miss quote her title but she's like a sexologist or whatever and she actually made a great point that really is just a reflection of him trying to protect his daughter from who he used to be when he was younger which i think is all men that's to begin with but i think if you educate the young women early and let them know how to detect how to pay attention and all of those things that they can move into the space making conscious and aware decisions saying i wanted to do this because this is what I knew and what I learned, and I felt safe and comfortable with this guy to do this thing. Exactly. That's it, that, that's why it goes back to the education. Yeah. Uh, education yeah. versus control. And value yeah. yourself, not just of your purity through the eye lens. Exactly. Of men. And and right. if you lose your purity, virginity does not make you any less valuable as a woman and as a person, because that narrative needs to shift too. L- listen. I'm, 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 <laughs> It's like next, next. I'm just, I'm just it <laughs> I agree. We got work to do. We got some work to do. We got some work to do. Right, right, right. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to our last topic of the day. Uh, this is some work that is being done right Damn now. Done. A biopic on Michael Jackson uh, is in the works. It's by producer Graham King, who credits include Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh, he has obtained the rights from the Jackson estate to make a film Shocking. and has been given the thumbs up to use original Michael Jackson music. That's what I'm most excited Shocking. about, to be honest with really? you. Um, King mentioned this will not be a sanitized story of, of Jackson's life 
and it will reflect on the difficult complexities of Jackson's life and death, and that all will not be ignored. And he said uh, the release date huh, has not been we? given yet, but uh, listen, I, I want a really good one, especially... We all have our mixed opinions about Finding Neverland on HBO, the yeah. documentary. This is going to show a different light, but it's also going to go through, you know, it's mm. focused strictly on Michael. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's, I can't wait to see it. It needs to be, you know. Good I one. need to know who's the writer. It's the, the it's writer, the writer from, from Avatar. Aviator? Or Aviator. Avi- Aviator. Whoever wrote Aviator. Aviator. Yes. And Aviator. there was one other credit that I, was, yes. and Dang, I can't who remember. Who wrote Aviator? I can't uh, remember I, for, his name. I can't remember his name, and it's funny I was going to write it down too, but I can't remember his name. Okay. Just a well, right yeah, because because yeah. I think that John Logan is the name. John, John, John Logan. Logan. There, there we go. go. Thank you. Um, I I think that will probably be the most important part because yeah. the 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 script and the narrative is what's going to really tell the story. That's true. Um, and really is what's going to make it like phenomenal and tell us stories that maybe we may not have known or you know just things that we didn't know about mm-hmm. Michael what he was struggling with or whatever the case is um boy that's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be good one. it's gonna be interesting good. I'm yeah. just thinking about the licensing fees I'm like they got a budget yeah, yeah. that's what I'm and saying and if they got a budget then it should be at least look good it'll yeah. look good it'll sound good it'll sound good I don't know what else gonna be happening I don't know there, who's gonna play I, so that, that gives me two two they things find I can look forward actor. to as far as musicians and their stories being told is Prince's documentary that yeah. is being done and then this yeah you know, like, I, I, I love a good real story yeah you know I mean? agree and like I said the original music part is what got me hyped too because yeah. you know a lot of times no disrespect to Lifetime movies yeah. but yeah. a lot of times they don't have the Lifetime yeah. yeah. you know? yeah. so it's like okay you like not giving and then the yeah. family signed off on this yeah. the estate I'm yeah. shocked yeah because yeah. it seems like it is being I would think it's being done as because obviously the Finding Neverland situation and like now it's like no we're not gonna let that be the last right, thing that right. people have on their minds right. about him so right. but then if he, they're actually addressing all of the things I wonder how they're really gonna dig dig deep yeah I'm like how dig. deep is they really finna go right. because it can get juicy it can get it can know. turn left it could, yeah. it could be it, but maybe and I want to know what story they're gonna narrate like what do they want to tell yeah you know right I mean? like, right because there's so much yeah right I mean because the Jackson Michael. Five American Dream is still the best still Michael the best. Jackson story still, that, best. still is that, yeah. I still watch it every time it's, it's on still TV. good exactly. you're right about that yeah. you're right about all that all 300 hours yeah. you're right about that yeah, yeah. yeah. well we shall see soon all right all right so now we're gonna talk Speaking about of you seeing soon soon Mr. Levelo. So uh, tell us about this Give Me Liberty that you started as Tracy. Yes, yes. So I star as Tracy in the film Give Me Liberty. Um, It's about a medical transport van driver in Milwaukee um, amidst the riots that happened due to police brutality that happened out there in the city. And essentially literally having the craziest day of all of our lives. Like, it's all told in the span of one day and it's just like situation after situation after situation but it's a really great story about um just uh someone said in one of our reviews uh the connective tissue to humanity Mm -hmm. and how all of these different worlds come together on this van and experience all these things together and so i play tracy who is a woman in a wheelchair which i am also in real life as well and uh i don't let up the whole time Mm -hmm. i'm I'm on his ass i you know (laughs) but but Tracy definitely has like an emotional arc as well. Um, but but she she's a no holds bar 
person, um, social worker for other people with uh, other people with disabilities within the city, and uh, we just go on this journey with these people in this van. So it's really, really amazing. It premiered at Sundance. It also premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, which mm-hmm. like rarely ever happens for films. Um, you know, we had a theatrical release. I recently got nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Female. Yes. yes, I'm going up against J Lo and Octavia Spencer. So you know, hey, that's huge. Hey, you know, I, I'm just trying to be in the room. room. Yes, I just you want in, to be in the room. You in the room? <laughs> in the room. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's a great film, and I just can't wait for the rest of the world to see it. Well, as soon as I walked in, like I said, the first thing I noticed was your style. And I that's, know. I mean, Thank you. You, you, you crushed swag, the style. Y'all. You got the swag. And I know you did some big campaigns. Uh, yes. Adidas, Tommy Hilfiger. Yes. How, was, how did you get involved in, in on that side of things? Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I've modeled the most for Tommy Hilfiger Adaptive. Um, you know, they reached out to me and was interested in me modeling for their brand. Because uh, I also have a YouTube channel called Sitting Pretty. Yep. And so I started making some noise online uh, as a result of having the content on my YouTube channel and I guess they just caught wind of it and you know they just keep bringing me back so I'm like for sure <laughs> That's dope. yeah I, I love the Tommy Hilfiger team they are incredible over there really really great um, the adaptive line is amazing it's fashionable functional for people with disabilities with like magnetic buttons and velcro mm-hmm. you know uh, closures and, and magnetic zippers you know so um it's it's just a great line and and i hope more more people you know as far as clothing is concerned become aware of it and start making more adaptive fashionable clothing what brought you all this confidence to the woman that (laughs) you clearly are acting you are a model like how are you how did you get there you know what? It's been a journey, and it's an everyday journey. It's something that I have to practice every day. But um, I started creating my YouTube, and kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier with Lena as far as the code switching. You know, when I was creating my YouTube channel, the first few videos, I was like, oh, let me be conscious. I don't know if some people like cursing. I don't know if some people like this or not. And then I just had straight up made the decision, like, if I'm going to do this, I need to be real about who I am and how I operate in the world. Mm-hmm. And from making that decision, I just let it all out. You know, I cry on my channel. I, you know, laughed. I, I'm drunk on my channel. It's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I'm turning up. Like, it's real, you know? And so, but once you start to see people really support you for who you are, yeah. you become more and more fearless in the process. I agree. And I, I just always kind of have this looming thing of like, you know, we only live once. Yeah. One time. Yeah. Like, Make why would we, literally, why would we stop ourselves from experiences just because of somebody else or what society says or whatever the case True. is. You know, so I like I said, it's an everyday thing. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't, but you know, it's it's all part of the journey. Well, your energy, I mean, I, people can't dope. feel it because they're not they in can't. here with us, but like, dope, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it gets me hyped. I mean, I'm not being funny. And one thing I do, we have to rap, but one thing I do love, I got to say this, is that you have a quote. Uh, yes. I mean, I love this quote. You said, you see your disability as an honor, not a burden. Yes. And that's deep as shit to me. Yes, like, what, like, what does that mean for you? I mean, I am a, a person of faith um, and spirituality, so I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe God puts us all on this earth for a reason and for a bigger purpose to serve others. And so for me, I look at my disability as an honor because if God chose 
chose me to have a disability and live out a purpose to serve others, then I must honor that and be in honor of that and, you know, pursue that every day that I wake up. And so I look at it as leverage more Mm -hmm. so than than a burden because I've just embraced it completely and I just go through life just knowing that I've got something special to tell. Well, rub some of that energy on me. I want some of that energy up there. We're going to wave that energy. That's a great way to end the show. I mean, that's like, it's a wrap. You dropped the mic. Damn. Where can fans find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at It's Lolo Love, I-T-S-L-O-L-O-L-O-V-E. You can use that same handle on Twitter. My YouTube is Sitting Pretty Lolo, all spelled correctly and because you know how black people we love throwing love, we love, and but all spelled as it should be and uh also on facebook sitting pretty lolo i love that and then follow her and uh, we're gonna wish you good vibes yes. for that yes, please. if you're, if you're a, a member of film independent please vote for vote, me vote, vote, <laughs> vote, vote for her vote for her yes. where can find you i'm all over the universe as Stuart starlet and gonna be at my house eating some chicken and some everything on thursday <laughs> there we go. hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh you can find me at daryl Kristen on instagram twitter facebook all the social media and also uh this friday on this is la cbs Ew. at 10 a.m this time Ew. so so uh, I'm gonna be doing the same thing. I'm gonna be at Courtney's house later on during the day. I got a couple stops. All of Atlanta. Well, I might have to stop by. Come honey. Come by. Family's in town. For some, for some food, you know. Yeah. So everybody have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yes. Bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood. Read the